Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, we will preview NFL Week 15, give you our locks of the week, underdogs of the week, while going over a little bit of Week 14. And uh, yeah, I don't want to have to go over Week 14, but we're going to have to. That's just the nature of the podcast. Uh, Before we, I thought we would do something today that um, we normally don't do. I, I would like to start today's episode off with D4 of the week. Um, I just think it's appropriate to get a false start and be a little offsides on this D4 of the week. Um, Do we all have the same one? I mean, I thought we agreed on Sunday we were all going to have the same one. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we all do. And it is we uh, all did at the time. none other than 3, 2, 1, Kadarius Tony. Tony. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was possible that the D4 incident could happen again especially on offense, but son of a bitch, it happened the exact same way yet again. Yep. Yep. And how many times, uh, like let alone, um, the, the fraction of plays where this has happened to us, they always end up being huge plays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just like a, Oh, we were all, we lined up offside. Like we couldn't get that right. It's like we, the, the Tom Brady interception and the play on Sunday, we lost both of those because people can't just, freaking line up on the right side of the field it's mind-blowing it really is surprising they've made it this far without being able to do that Ugh. well we'll get into the chiefs don't you worry but that would get a little head start offside on that one let's get yep. into it yep. uh, before we kick off the week josh give me the updated standings it is crunch time uh, four weeks to go all right so with four weeks to go John has clinched his spot. He has, what's the word where he can only tie? He can't lose. What's that word? Not penultimate. Anyway, we're going to start underdog of the week first. John has clinched his uh, winning spot in underdog of the week. He will not be contributing to a half beer mile. I myself have to win out and Jackson has to lose out. It is almost guaranteed. I have to win one game because I'm 0-14 as of right now. To not do a full beer mile. If I go own 14, we all know what happens. I or own 18, I have to do a full beer mile. Going into last week, though, for lock of the week, John won. He improves to 10 and 4. I lost. I'm 8, 5, and 1. Jackson is 7, 6, and 1. I have a full game ahead of Jackson. And then John goes first. So, or not first, who goes last? So we're still gonna go with the same uh lineup. Jackson, me, John for the game picks. Funny how you yeah. says John won and then you just left me out. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then Jack, no. this is Jackson's record. You know, I, I won too, by the way. Just <laughs> just gonna just gonna put that out there. And it was a little bit of a sweat. The the Niners couldn't put away Drew Locke for some reason. But they did. All right, let's get into it. Thursday night football, Chargers at Raiders, Raiders are three point favorites. Easton Stick against Aiden O'Connell. Um, yeah, won't won't really have an impact on this season. Uh, give me the Raiders. Uh, I think the Raiders win this game pretty easily. I think Easton Stick just isn't a good quarterback. Chargers don't have Keenan Allen as well. That's another thing. My D4 of the week, since we already kind of are talking about them, is fucking fantasy, fantasy football playoffs. I got to do a little rant here because I'm going to week one or round one of the playoffs. And these are the players that I have out due to injuries. Keenan Allen, Nico Collins, CJ Stroud, and Jonathan Taylor. 
So my season's wraps in that league. So I'm pretty pissed at that. But no, I think the Raiders do get it done here. I think it pretty easily. I was honestly thinking about looking at this as lock of the week, but I think there's a lot better uh, lines or more favorable lines for me. Yeah, uh, as someone that owns Jonathan Taylor and Keenan Allen, I sympathize with you, Josh. Um, I am going to take the Chargers, however. I really think that the Raiders suck. Uh, they're both bad. But the Raiders lost 3-0 last week, so I don't really see them coming out with some fire. And honestly, I, I just think it's a, it's a little Charger to like win this game once your, your starting quarterback, who hasn't been the problem, goes out. I think they'll have just an ironic win, so I like the Chargers here. Yeah, uh, this is whoever wins this loses this because they are going to fuck up their draft spot. Um, All right, well, we have three Saturday games. Uh, I don't think we've had a Saturday game this year, have we? So we'll see how our luck goes on lock of the week or underdog of the week if anybody so chooses. Vikings at Bengals. Bengals are three-point favorites. Oof, I mean, that Josh Dobbs Lynn Sanity run came to a halt. I mean, I didn't believe in the guy. I figured it would happen, but good gracious, that thing fell apart quickly. Um, yeah, man, give me the Bengals. I remember getting on here at the beginning of the year uh, when we were talking about team over under win totals, and we discussed how Burrow might not play the first you know five games of the season, and we said, well, they're so good offensively that they could survive without him, and you're seeing that right now. Jake Browning is looking like an absolute competent quarterback because of this offense, so I'll take... Cincinnati, and what's crazy, they'd be 8-6 and six if they won this and right in the thick of the playoff race. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. Bengals minus three lock of the week. Mm. I think the way this Bengals team's been playing, I think we've seen a really big improvement in Joe Mixon ever since Joe Burrow got hurt, which has really helped this Bengals offense. And I feel like Jamar Chase really hasn't missed a step. The more time you give Jake Browning – with this offense and getting first team reps, the better they're going to get. And this Vikings team is still trying to figure out who they are before they get to the playoffs or or try to get to the playoffs. I think this Bengals team is in in a really good uh, shape right now. And I think they demolish the Vikings, especially since it's in Cincinnati as well. Man, that, that sucks, Josh. I was, I had the same idea. Uh, That was the one I had circled. Um, I like it a lot. I'm very much a Vikings hater. Um, I, I'm not, not a fan of them. I just don't think they're good. Hater is the wrong, uh, word, but I don't think they're good. Um, it's not much more complex than that. Uh, I think that they don't have enough to pull themselves across here. And I think Jake Browning looked a little better than I think a lot of people expected. Uh, and if Jamar Chase isn't hurt, I'm pretty sure he's listed as questionable at the moment, but if he comes through and plays, um, I think the Bengals have enough firepower to, honestly take care of this pretty easily i i think minus three was a surprising line uh, i think i think the Bengals are a better team on a neutral field for sure so i like them steelers at colts colts are one and a half point favorites i really liked this game at two and a half for pittsburgh not as happy about it being down to one and a half it just feels like the classic mike tomlin spot you, you get embarrassed these last few weeks you go out there you rebound against a shit quarterback. But, I mean, I can't put any stake into this, man. It's Mitchell Trubisky. You just can't put anything on this Pittsburgh team right now. TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are both questionable. I'm out on this game. I have no opinion. I'll take Pittsburgh to win, I guess. It's just the type of game Mike Tomlin wins, but I don't want to put any stakes on it. 
Yeah, this Pittsburgh team, I really just don't really know how to get a good grasp of. I think the Colts win pretty easily. I think Zach Moss isn't that big of a step down from Jonathan Taylor, which is really interesting if you're the Colts organization looking at it. Uh, I, but I do think the Colts run through the Steelers. And I think this is – I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. This is the first year Mike Tomlin finishes with a losing record. Mm. I don't see the Steelers getting two more wins. I haven't even looked at their schedule. Unless Kenny Pickett comes back next week, I just don't see it. And the way he's been getting ruled out so early, I just don't see it. Yeah, next week they have the Bengals, and then the week after that they have the Seahawks and then Ravens. They're not getting two wins in the next four games. It's Mike Tomlin. He's going to find a way. Mike Tomlin, I sent it to you guys earlier this week. Mike Tomlin is one of the most overrated head coaches in NFL history. (laughs) Okay, okay. Can we calm ourselves? Like, it's it's pretty obvious. I've been why saying this since 2020, and people are now starting to catch on. Bro, has he not won, like, two Super Bowls? I mean, dude, come on now. When I was the last time he did something for the Steelers? I mean, like, when's the last let me time put it this he way. did something? Dude, he's – I mean, look, the thing about football is it's really hard to have a good quarterback. Uh, and when they did, they were fantastic. I mean, they were consistently at the table. So, I mean, I think you're a little crazy, man. I think that's a little crazy. Say I that he's the Mike most Tomlin. overrated coach. I don't Come think on. he's the most overrated coach ever. He's not the most overrated, but he's an overrated. He's he he hasn't done anything. How many playoffs wins does he have? The Steelers in the last what? No, it's it's five been, years. It's, but it's been a slump for sure. But I'm just not sure there's many coaches in the NFL that are going to get the rosters that he's been given to the playoffs. I agree. And win playoff and games. I think like you're asking him to turn. You know, a corpse of Ben Roethlisberger into a playoff run, and then Kenny Pickett into something special. I mean, I get it. He hasn't had the playoff success recently. Are there better coaches out there? Yeah, obviously. Like the 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 winning record thing, you know, can kind of be overblown. But at the end of the day, I mean, it it is hard in this league to literally never finish under five hundred, and that's between. Yeah five or six different quarterbacks. I mean, he's done it. You want to know something? Do you want to know something? Sure. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers haven't won a playoff game since January 22nd, 2017. Yeah, man. And they also had like the Duck Hodges season. And then they had the the two like, oh, Roethlisberger's officially washed seasons. I mean, man – you work with what you got. I think that's how you have to judge a coach. Like, the Steelers haven't fielded rosters that you're feeling like, oh, this team should have playoff success since that last win. That's why Mike Tomlin's so impressive because, I mean, look, they've, they've, they've still ended up being there one way or another. Uh, I mean, remember the Duck Hodges year? I might have said yes. that already, but that, that is, that is the, the thing that epitomizes it for me. Um, but I will take the Colts. And let's move on. We're turning the Steelers into the Bears here. I know we just talked so good about Mike Tom, but fuck him. I'm taking the Colts. That's what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, no, I agree. Because the Steelers aren't great this year, man. They've got Mitchell Trubisky playing quarterback. And you know who I'm not going to blame for that? Mike Tomlin. It's hard I to agree. win in this league without your quarterback. But it's hard. Whoever brought it up, whoever brought it up, I'm pretty sure it was Jackson saying the shitty roster he's given and he's doing something with it. Yeah, he. I think that does deserve recognition. But at the same time, once Mike Tomlin leaves, I think people are going to be like, holy shit, we do actually have a shit roster. But it's like everyone knows Mike Tomlin's not going to get in the Super Bowl. It's just a conversation to have if you're the Steelers front office, yeah, if you want to okay, be looking at they- that. 
if they put the roster together, no one's going to be saying, oh, but I don't think we can trust Mike Tomlin. I mean, I'm just saying, man, most overrated. There, I feel like there's better options for that title. But, I mean, I don't, the Mike Tomlin slander is an interesting move. Our podcast is usually pretty pretty revenant of our above 500 king, but no, nope, yeah, I guess mean, not. Not Josh. Josh is. Yeah, not Josh. Ne- Josh has never been a Tomlin fan, and I've never. I also been. feel I'm, weird jumping to his defense as hard as I am at the moment. I'll never forget during COVID when I was hopping on Mike Tomlin as should be fired. And whenever they were eleven and one, and you guys called me ridiculous, and yet to this day he still hasn't done anything. Because that was ridiculous. What coach gets fired for going eleven and one? Well, I mean, the same coach that then goes listen to the playoffs to and loses forty-eight to thirty-seven to the fucking Cleveland Browns. Just listen to yourself, though. Like uh, he should be fired. Who that first team was frauds? They lost a quarterback that had a one and a half legs. <laughs> you are ridiculous. All right, all right. Next it is, game. It is. Saturday night, Broncos at Lions. Lions are four and a half point favorites. I feel like the value is on Denver here. Like Detroit has looked absolutely atrocious. Matter of fact, go ahead. I'll take Broncos underdog of the week. Like I just, this Lions team is broken. Maybe I'm going to get fooled into this one, but my God, the last four games, they had a miracle to escape the Bears, lost to the Packers, had to hang on for dear life against the Saints and then got not just beat by the Bears. Like, it wasn't like, oh, a bounce or two went, didn't go their way. That was like a, they got thoroughly beat. And for seven and a half out of the eight quarters they've played this year, the Bears have beaten the shit out of Detroit. So I'll take Denver. They're a team that statistically, they don't wow you. Nobody wows you on Denver statistically for the most part. I mean, Russell Wilson, you look up, he's got 130 passing yards, but they find ways to win. And Sean Payton's done a hell of a job with that roster. So I'll take Denver. I think Detroit is absolutely collapsing. Yeah, I think this was an obvious underdog of the week for somebody. It wasn't going to be for me. I think Detroit is going to come back. They're going to play in their inside arena, their dome. I know they played in a dome against the Saints. And they, they killed them. Then they go out in the cold and they suck. With all that being said, I think the Lions get it done. I actually do like the Broncos plus four and a half. I think it's a field goal. Yeah, I like Broncos plus four and a half, and I actually like them to win, too. Um, I think the Lions' uh, excitement has really died down the past couple weeks. Um, and, yeah, it's just I'm not really too confident in taking them to cover four and a half against a team that's been relatively hot because that's what Denver's been recently. Um, so I'll take the I'll take the Broncos. Um, but hopefully the Lions can get it done because there, there is an outside chance that the division goes into jeopardy um, if the Broncos win out. So... Let's before hope we that, forget, uh, that doesn't happen. Before we forget, after this uh, week of picks, we need to look at our awards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Three quarters of the season. I know mine's bad. Yeah, I'm looking like I. <laughs> there's a chance I could get four picks right. All right. Hold on to that hope because you're going to be crushed by the end of the year when you get maybe one. Yeah, I know. Interesting right. thing about Denver, they have won the turnover battle in six of their last seven games. I was just making sure that stat was right. Six of their last seven games, and they're not just winning it. Like, they are they are causing three turnovers a week almost, like on average. That shit is insane. Like, eventually that luck will run out, but until it does, I'm riding with them. On to Sunday. 
Buccaneers at Packers. Packers are three and a half point favorites. I mean, what the hell do you do with this game? I If it was three, I'd love the spot for Green Bay, but I don't like the hook. And yes, Green Bay had a horrible performance against the Giants, and you'd typically expect them to bounce back. But I mean, this is Tampa Bay kind of still playing for their lives. They really could use this win. I'll take Green Bay, but I don't like the line. Yeah, uh, I think it's funny because last week on the podcast, Jackson mentioned how this uh, after the Chiefs game, the Packers should win out the rest of their season, and they lose the first game. They should have said that. And when I like this game, you bring up a good point about the Bucks, but I think the Packers team is better than what they came out. And I think Tommy DeVito is having his insanity yeah. right now, and I'm going to give this to the Packers. I think they get it done. Yeah, uh, obviously someone has to reference Tommy DeVito's agent. Uh, that is awesome. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything more cool than that. That's um, the most like Italian family in NFL history. Maybe in hi- history. <laughs> it's just like straight up perfect – perfect new jersey like situation it's pretty cool to have like a team where like one of the players is like you know actually like clearly a representation of that area so i'm i'm a fan of the tom my question is is like is his agent one of those people that just is a friend of the family and he he proclaims himself as an agent because i've never seen that dude in my fucking life like i'm gonna look up his name and i've probably never heard of it like i feel like he's someone that He's representing he an did. undrafted free agent. I'm not sure he has many clients. Yeah, but I was just like, who the hell is that? Sean oh, yeah. Sean Stellados. You Sean have no Stilato. chance of pronouncing it. Just say that. Sean Stellato. And his profile picture is him wearing, I'm pretty sure, a New Jersey zip code hat with uh, some big-ass glasses and flexing at the beach. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a story. It's a, it, we'll get to the Giants. He's he's having his run yeah. right now. It's is he'll come crashing down eventually, but it for now it's fun and he can thank Joe Barry quite a bit. Um, that dude gifted him a game-winning drive. I'm I'm sure you guys watched it. There was probably the easiest game-winning drive I've ever seen. Green Bay was playing like ten yards off every pass. Ridiculous. I just want to mm-hmm. give shout out. I just want to give shout out to Stilato. He uh. Just recently joined the Italian American Sports Hall of Fame, so shout out to him. That. It, uh, Jackson, on that subject, I didn't watch that game, but I saw the highlights um, multiple times this weekend. I was pounding the "don't play prevent defense" table because it lost a couple of teams' games. The Dolphins, as well, completely shot themselves in the foot by just rolling over and letting the letting freaking uh, Will Levis just rip them apart. Um, yeah, it, it blows my mind, man, the amount of times teams are just like, fine, here's the touchdown. I mean, yeah. man, the, the chance to give up a bomb, you give up a bomb, you give up a bomb. But you're playing Will Levis. You're playing freaking Tommy DeVito. That's what I'm saying. Him. Make him beat like, you, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And at least with Miami, you know, they're up 14, and then they're up 6. They're preventing, if you want to excuse it, you can say we're trying to prevent a quick touchdown. We're trying to protect the end zone. In Green Bay's case, they're up a point. You you can't let them get to like the thirty. You can't let them get to the thirty-five. Like you you can't just give up yards in that situation if you're Green Bay. If you're Miami, sure, give up yards. You know, inside the twenty, if you tighten up, you win. If you're Green Bay, you can't do that in that situation. And it just felt like Green Bay was playing a defense like, 
as long as we don't give up a touchdown, we're good. <laughs> Which is obviously yep. not the case. But there were plays where, like, Darius Slayton caught a pass for nine yards by himself at the sideline. You're not even protecting the sideline? At least do that. Make him go down and bow. It's ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. I don't get it. it co- defensive coordinators will coach so aggressively until the final, like, three minutes, and then all of a sudden they're terrified. They don't want to be the one that gives up a touchdown on a deep pass. Even though I would rather them do that than just let a team get 7 to 10 yards every play for free. Yep. Let's move on. No, I know. It blows my mind. Chiefs at Patriots. Chiefs are now 7.5-point favorites. It's kind of an interesting thing of doing our first Thursday show of the year is that on Tuesday, I believe this got to 10. Uh, Obviously has been bet down drastically. If it was 10... You, you know I was taking plus 10. But 7.5, uh, look, New England just came off of one of their better performances of the season. Uh, and Kansas City is about as pissed off as they've been probably since losing to Cincinnati in the regular season last year, if not even further back. Oh, they're way, it's way more pissed off. It's They're that. pissed off. And a pissed off Patrick Mahomes and that team are going to come in. And I just... I can't envision. I know this Belichick thing where I, I'm sure you guys have seen the rumors where Belichick is gone after this season, that they decided mm-hmm. after the game in Germany that he's gone. Part of that kind of worries me to the point to where it's like Bill Belichick's going to have a little something to fucking prove. But nah, man, like I, I think the Chiefs are going to come out pissed off, play some of their best football of the season, and I don't anticipate them letting up in the second half. Like I envision a pissed-off Patrick Mahomes and company dominating a team that is just lifeless. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you're picking the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I What would you presume from what I just said? Well, I was just assuming. I just had to make sure. Well, I didn't know if you were going to continue or if you wanted me to rebuttal that or whatever. No, I mean, no, when you look at this, I think – uh, I saw a quote. Justin Watson said that the receivers are coming in earlier this week than ever. We're watching more film. Buddy, that doesn't fucking matter. You guys have still been <laughs> dog shit the last four weeks. That's what I was going to uh, say. With that being said, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I think we actually come out and look good, but only because we're playing the fucking Patriots. No one get your hopes up. Next, <laughs> whenever we play the Bengals, I'm calling it. We're going to lose. Oof. Uh, okay. Um. I am going to commit the cardinal sin. No, everyone. don't. I am going to take. We need one so bad. No, minus seven and a half fucked. point. Don't we do this. So fucked. And, and it's I'll too tell late. You why. It's already locked and I'll in. I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why. I don't think I've had like a more. I don't think the Chiefs have had a regular season game where it's more important <sighs> that they deliver not just a win but a convincing performance than this one. Like the the Chiefs are in a bit of turmoil here. This this last weekend was not. A good situation and i think one thing that i find concerning is just that i i don't take issue with like the way mahomes reacted a lot no. of people have you know cr- criticized him and all of this but i do just think it's an indicator of like frustration you know and and disgruntlement um I, i'm disgruntled might be the wrong word but mahomes is not happy okay and it's yeah. obvious you can see it every damn time he comes off the field he's like looks like he doesn't know what to do like he just like i i what can i do more um, stuff like that. And I think the Chiefs have a lot of pressure. They got a lot of talk about them this week, and they need to beat the shit out of the Patriots. <laughs> if they come out here and just fart across the finish line and get a little three-point win against the Patriots, which might happen, but they're toast. That's They've got to win by double digits. 
I think they kind of feel like that too. Uh, it's a game you just you have to come out and slap them. Especially we're talking about the rest of the season's got an easy schedule. Um, there's nobody to like overlook this game for. Like you just go get these four wins and then we'll go from there. Um, and I think they're going to start it off with a slapping. So I really like the Chiefs here. I think seven and a half is a very interesting line. When I said it in my head, I said Chiefs nine and a half. So this was the first one that I really looked at outside of the Bengals game, which you can sort of blame Josh for this because I wanted Bengals minus three initially. Um, so yeah, I, I like the Chiefs here though. Fucking I think Josh. that they're capable. I think they're capable of slapping them, and I think the the Patriots are really going to struggle to score points. I think the Chiefs secondary is going to confuse the hell out of Bailey Zappi. Um, and yeah, he's just not going to have the opportunity to make stuff happen like he kind of did last weekend against the lackluster Pittsburgh team. So I like the Chiefs. Um, having said that, I would say if, if I could, I would take Patriots underdog too. Because in the event that we're on the timeline where the Chiefs are toast and they're done, like this is where this is where it ends, you know? So we will have to see which one we're on here, but I... I like the Chiefs here. I, I do. I like them to pound them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what you said, that winning this game isn't enough. Like, they have to go out there and win it without having mm-hmm. Like, they can't struggle. They can't go out there and win this game, you know, 20-17. to 17. That can't happen. You know, it, they nope. need to go out there. Because, like, look, the schedule, is, the schedule was supposed to be hard, you know, or at least somewhat difficult this time of year is such a breeze on paper. It's Bailey Zappi, Aiden O'Connell, Jake Browning, and Easton Stick. If you can't go 4-0 in that stretch, I I know I've already said that I don't think they can win the Super Bowl, but if they can't go 4-0 in that stretch, then it's it's official. They're fucked. Like, they are just... Dude, the Super Bowl is out of... Out of like sight. I'm. I don't know why you guys still have faith in us winning the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, the Bills are a lot better. I'll argue you this. Who in the AFC is consistent this entire season to make you think that they're just unbeatable in any game? That no, no way, no how the Chiefs could beat them even on the Chiefs' best day. Who, who has shown you that? Because nobody's shown me that. Oh my God! See, that's crazy. Nobody's that's shown crazy. me that. The Ravens have shown you that. They, yes. dude, they should have lost to the Chargers. Like, I'll tell you this. Now. I'll tell you this. The worst nightmare possible. I'm telling you this right now. Teams then why are we the, losing to the fucking Bills who just, are in the Just AFC? listen. Just listen to what I have to say. If you're a team like Baltimore, or you're a team like Miami, or hell, even if you're Buffalo and you end up winning that division somehow. What if you, what if you or turn if the Broncos? You're huge, or if you're the Jaguars. I, just let me finish. If you're one of those teams I just mentioned, and you're going to win your division, yeah. and you're going to have a home playoff game, the last motherfucker you want walking through that door is Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if they'll publicly say it. I don't care if the Chiefs receivers have struggled. The last person they want to see is Patrick Mahomes. When you consider that they could see a guy like Flacco come through the door instead. I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to make it. Because who the hell knows? And at this point, they haven't shown that they will. But if you think people still don't fear 15 coming through the door in in January, man, you're you're just too down on the Chiefs. Because that man in January, is a different breed. I mean, he is the Tom Brady of this era where you want to avoid him at all costs come playoffs. And, okay, the thing I have to say about it, too, is four of our five losses, and the fifth one, I would blame it on officiating, four of our five, we have 
basically Mahomes has made a play that flips the entire script of the game and someone else has fucked it up. And if that happens in the playoffs, we're then fucked. It happens, but, yeah. I mean, you, you also can't tell me that, like, we we are totally not capable of Mahomes just going out there being surgical as hell, which he always is in the playoffs. Reminder, our offense pretty pretty consistently has taken a step up in the playoffs except for the second half of that Bengals game. Um and I mean, look, it's not it's not the situation I want to be in. Usually I'm confident. Usually I feel like it's ours to lose. And as a defending champion, I'm not really thinking that right now. But I, I still think the assertion that it is out of the question is a bit insane to me. Uh just saying. I think I think we're getting ahead of ourselves there. Because this is just what great quarterbacks do. And this is what great coaches do. And it's what great defenses do. What the Chiefs have all of them. There's just one component that is quite inept, and you do have to rely on it going better than it usually goes. You guys but probably... I don't, to, I don't think it's time to give up. I don't think it's time to give up. You guys will probably disagree with this, all right? But in my opinion, the Chiefs have lost five games, and I would say four of those, they have beaten themselves. There's really only one that I think they actually... I know, people, I know you're going to blame the officiating. I know that's going to get brought up. But there's only one that I feel like they actually got outplayed, and that's Green Bay. And I, you can disagree with that or not, but what can't I be do. denied is the four games that they've lost, other than that, have been on the most batshit, stupid, crazy mistakes that you normally see once a season, and for some reason this year, they can't get out of it. The Tony drops in week one. The Sky Moore drop and the McCole Hardman muffed punt against Denver. The MVS drop touchdown and then Tony being lining up offsides. That sort of yep. stuff happens normally once a season for a team. It's happened four fucking times. The only game that they've lost and you've come out of it, even though the officiating fucked up the end of the call, the only game they've lost and you've come out at the end of it and been like, you know what, yeah, like we deserve to lose that one. Like we got outplayed was Green Bay. Every other game you feel like, Dog, we just beat – no one beat us. We beat ourselves. Yeah. Nope, we did. And also a reminder that the the uh, Eagles' loss and the Bills' loss had fumbles at very unfortunate times as well. Oh, God. Um, I mean, look, it it's completely possible that we will shoot ourselves in the foot like this. And I yeah, think yeah. it's also possible that the Chiefs don't beat themselves and lose – like the offense at times does just fall out. That happens too. That 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 situation didn't help us against Buffalo. Um, but I mean, I think there's a there's still a damn good football team there. And once again, no, as you said, the most important thing is no one in the AFC has given us the indication that they they can just cook it up. Um, no. And if we were in the NFC, I'd probably be saying, man, it's over. It's I don't want to go to San Francisco. Like that's not going to be cool. I don't and want to it be won't going be. to Dallas. I don't want to be going to Philly. Yeah, like the NFC. We can I'm win not the AFC. Of either of those I, can, I can see Philly us winning the AFC, strong. but we're not winning the Super Bowl. I mean, if we win the AFC I mean, and you give Andy Reid two weeks to prepare. I don't see what the purpose prepare, of statements like that are. I mean, dude, we won it last year with Mahomes. Our, we lost our last game when Andy Reid had two weeks. Two of an NFC team. I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell you this. If 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 this week, last year, if I told you that on the first drive of our playoffs, Mahomes is going to have a high ankle sprain. Would you say, I guarantee you would have said the same thing you just said, which is there's no chance we're going to win the Super Bowl. I would agree. I mean, they are capable of fucked up things. I, I, I've just learned with the, with the Kansas City Chiefs, you can't you, – with Patrick Mahomes. You Patrick can't Mahomes in the playoffs out. is a different quarterback than Patrick Mahomes in the regular season, and so is Andy Reid yeah. with Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. I will give you guys that. Don't get me wrong. All I'm saying is I, from what I've seen, like our receiver drops – 
aren't going to just randomly stop in the playoffs. They're just not. We're going to keep dropping it, and that's okay. But I just I don't think it's our year, and we need to come to accept that. Man, see, you that's where that's see that's that the condescension there is what I don't like because man, if Kadarius Tony lines up on sides, this conversation is not happening <laughs> yeah. right now. Like yeah. we are talking about the craziest of margins here. I mean, I I don't know, man. I, 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 the 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 Patriots had teams that didn't feel as good as they were, and Brady still stumbled the his ass. Patriots way into the fucking... team that beat the Chiefs in the D Ford incident was woeful at receiver, yes. and somehow yes. nobody remembers that. Granted, do we have a receiver as reliable as Julian Edelman? No, but you no, know and do they have a tight end reliable. As Travis... They had a tight end reliable as Travis Kelsey. We have Travis Kelsey. They had a beat up, broken down Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, no, oh no, you can't say that because I Bef- can't say before, that. At that game, Gronk went on to win two more Super Bowls, and I'm pretty One sure he did. Bowl. Nope, two more. No, please. he won that game two. and then went to win and that, then, that Super Bowl. So if we're counting yes, that, so Super there's Bowl, one. Okay, yeah. if you're counting that one, yeah. I'm saying I after said, that at the season. time of that game, he went on to win two more Super Bowls. Okay, so he won the next week. Wow. Okay, like, but, but but okay, let's not rewrite history. We don't have a Julian Edelman. We need a fucking Julian Edelman. No, 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 no. I remember this conver- the, having these conversations this year. We cannot say that that stage of Rob Gronkowski even compares to Travis Kelsey no, right now. It. Because no, it doesn't. I would say that. Cool. Dude, I would say that. But I'm just saying you can't act like Gronk was just some bum ass wide tight end in 2019, 2018. He, he literally like Gronk, wasn't anything special, man. Gronk was a little bit better than Noah Gray that year. Gronkowski in 2018 had uh, 47 receptions for 700 yards receiving and three touchdowns. That's a glorified yeah, Noah Gray. That is a. And like, we're talking about on on the offense that the Patriots ran, dude. Like, look, uh, my point, my, my point didn't even revolve around Gronk. My point was supposed to be, yes. like, you had guys like Chris fucking Hogan playing significant snaps. And need, need I remind everyone that last AFC championship game, you're fucking, you were down to Marcus fucking Kemp and you found a way to win. Like, I'm not saying they will, but people acting like it's impossible. I don't think they will. Like, I think it's, in my personal yeah, opinion, I think they lose. Them. I don't think that from what I've seen, it would stun me if they won the Super Bowl. But when you have 15, it's always possible. It's always yes, possible, dude. and I don't care about who's around him because it never really mattered who was around Tom. You always felt like you had a shot, and I feel the same way. And we can take we can take some comfort in the fact that most likely when we lose, it's not going to be like... God damn, man, we just couldn't stop the run. Or we couldn't stop the 10-yard slant over the middle, which is what we said in 2018. I mean, I I, uh, I just think the the issue, the circumstances have not gotten bad enough to where I'm ready to say, oh, I need to give up hope that this guy who has consistently shown he's an enigma, that he's he's out. I think that's a little far. I think that's a little far. All right, let's move on. We got a lot of games to cover. Uh, Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites. Uh, complete pass for me. Uh, if there was ever an argument for why Tyree Kill should be MVP, it was Monday night against the Titans. Holy shit, that offense is nowhere near as quality without him. I mean, I guess that's not anything crazy to say, but like his MVP odds improved on, like, on Monday night if, when he was hurt. Yeah, it's like. You kind of have to look at it from the standpoint of, like, wow, Tua looked like a for sure Pro Bowl, like, maybe like a third best quarterback at the time. Like, he's playing like the third best in the league at the time. And then 
out of nowhere, he goes back to being like rookie Tua. I mean, that it's insane. So not knowing where he, not knowing if he's going to be there is a huge pass for me. Although I think with the line at nine and a half, the sports books are kind of telling you they think Tyreek plays. It's nine and a half now? Nine and a half right now, Miami. So if Tyreek wasn't playing, I feel like this would be closer to seven and a half, seven. So I think he will, but I'm not going to risk it. And even if he does, I doubt that he'll be fully Tyreek Hill. So I'll pass. I don't want anything to do with the game. At the time of this recording, it was pretty interesting. I opened the odds, and it was uh, Dolphins minus 8.5, and, and the fact that they added a point. Very interesting, but that's neither here nor there. I'm going to go Dolphins, but I'm going to go Jets plus 9.5. I think the Jets are actually playing good. I said it. I said it. Oh, shit, man. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about it, John. I was thinking about it. If it wasn't Zach Wilson, I would have done it. I, if it was Zach Wilson, I would have done it. Or if, or if I, if the next, if the next, there's another game that I feel more comfortable in, and John has nothing to lose. He can be as bold as he wants. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna stun on these hoes. Give me the Jets, on <laughs> underdog of the week. Um, yeah. And man, I wish we had the actual odds on my underdog of the week bets because I bet you. Oh my god. Dude, it, it is a lot of money. Yeah. It is a lot of fucking money. Like. You, if you took my underdog of the weeks, which this streak will never be continued, this is unbelievable. And a lot of them is just me throwing shit at the wall. Like, I'm getting lucky as hell. Um, you would make so much money. Doesn't so let's matter. take the juicy shit here. I bet it's like plus 400 Jets money line. Plus 370. So, yeah, so let's go. Let's What's go. Denver's plus? Plus like, 180. Okay, so not, not crazy. All right. Texans at Titans. Titans are three-point home favorites, which tells me that CJ Stroud is not playing, but well, they also don't have Nico Collins too, so they're out of their and, number and one Tank, and number two. Tank Dell's out for the year, so that's yeah. obviously some key injuries. But fear not, because franchise quarterback Davis Mills is coming. No, uh, give me the Titans. I, I mean, I'm not gonna put too much stake into that win in Miami. It was a damn miracle. But at home this year, the Titans only have one loss, and that loss came to the Colts when they got. Two punts blocked. I mean, when the hell does that ever happen? And the punter got hurt, so he couldn't hold the extra point that would have won the Titans the game. So, like, some wacky shit had to happen. They're a solid home team. I'll take Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go... Obviously, if CJ Stroud plays, I'm going Texans. But if he doesn't, I'm going Titans. And I don't think he does, so I'm going to go Titans. Yeah, I'm going to go Titans as well. Uh, shout out to them for picking up that win. And Jackson, <laughs> okay, so it is Davis Mills. Yeah, if, if, they, if it's not um, Stroud, it's Mills. Okay, yeah. So that that is hilarious. Um, Jackson, I, 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 I appreciate your approach to just taking this one on the chin. Because when you said that Davis Mills franchise quarterback stuff, I have never been more shocked in my life. I said, what the fuck did this guy just say? Um, I wish it would have worked out for you though. It would have been a funnier timeline if you were right. And I had to, had to eat crow there. Um, but I'll take the Titans. I still will attest that 2021 Davis Mills had hope. He looked decent, but see, that's what I don't understand. I like that, that on its own. I'm like, are you sure dude? Because I I remember watching him and being like, damn, I'm so glad I don't cheer for the Texans. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I viewed him like, I think I had the Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen stigma with him where I was like, man, he's surrounded by nothing. And I just wanted it to work, and it, it just never did. Um, yeah, man, unfortunately. 
Back to DeVito. Giants at Saints. Saints are six-point favorites. Um, wow. Who the fuck are the Saints to be catching this line? I mean, I think this is a field goal game. I don't want to pick the Giants, man. It feels like their time's running out. But, man, six points for the Saints? Really? <laughs> like, hell no. Give me... Give me I'm not going to... It's not my uh, luck, but give me the plus six eight out of seven days of the week right here. I The Giants are the correct no, side. Like eight out of the seven days of the week. And it's one of my new sayings, eight out of the seven days. That is what you said? Yeah, eight out of the I, – I said give me um, eight out of eight days out of seven. It's, it's just a joke. Yeah, no, I get 25, it. 25-6, 368. Yeah, it's just a All joke. All right, Sean Stallio, Tommy, Tommy DeVito's agent. Mm. I can't believe I am putting <laughs> my 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 streak in Tommy DeVito's hands. I don't want to be the person that ruins the legacy of Tommy DeVito. But I'm going Giants underdog of the week. <laughs> I feel terrible for the Giants fans. And if there's one guy that can get me out of this fucking hole, it's Mr. DeVito himself with a little mm-mm, you know. We all know what I'm doing right now. I just yeah, the he, he even said there's cutlets. there's nothing you can even you don't even know what it's called. He's like it's a, one of those. But yes, give me the Giants. Sean Stallio's client <laughs> is going to win this game. All right. <laughs> okay. So we've got like four different pronunciations of Tommy <laughs> yeah. DeVito's agent's name. Yeah. Um, Sean, and I'm Sean not sure Stallio's which one's right. Stallio. I have no idea which one's correct. Well, I mean, I, I'm gonna guess none of them. <laughs> the, none of them is like minus five hundred. <laughs> yeah. That's my lock of the week. All right, John. Yeah, uh, I am gonna go with the Giants. Saints or Buns? Um, hate to say Speaking it. This, I, I, I want to say I'm, I'm you, be, John. Because. Last week, you called exactly what was going to happen. You were like, I hope the Ravens lose or win by less than seven, and John and Josh still loses underdog of the week. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah you the same sick. shit. That's crazy. Yeah. In fairness, though, I was hoping the Ravens would pull it through for you because, I mean, or I was hoping the Rams would pull it through for you because we needed the Ravens to lose. So that actually was a bit of a bummer. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I was very nervous about that lock of the week. Because I was like, well, taking a team that Josh has as the underdog uh, is a bold move. Oh, last um, Thursday yeah, night. Was, for me. Last Thursday night was brilliant. Whenever John Josh on the podcast stopped for like 45 seconds, wanted to take New England so bad. He was like, uh. and then immediately <laughs> after, immediately though. after you go New England underdog of the week and out of fucking nowhere, Bailey Zappi became Tom Brady. It was it was <laughs> Dude, po- it was yes. so perfect. I've never cheered harder for any of like my my underdog of the week. Honestly, like I wanted to see that happen so bad because I was just like Josh. Josh totally should have had I this one, man. I, I believe I, I'd have to go back and look, but I know for sure. I, actually, I'm pretty sure you're two and zero with the Patriots this year, and they have three wins. Yeah, because I took them to beat the Bills. I don't know if I've taken. I might have taken them another time though. I think I took them again. That's so good. You at least sure. have two wins with them. All right. Yeah, I mean that's pretty impressive. Moving that, on, that's given that they're like three win teams, so. Falcons at Panthers. Falcons are three-point road favorites. I actually like Carolina in this spot, believe it or not. What the fuck did you just say? I kind of think this is a spot for Carolina, a home divisional dog. You know I'm a whore for those. 
uh, yeah, I mean, th- eventually they're going to win another game. They're not finishing 1-16. I don't see it. Um, new coaching staff. I mean, look, the score last week looks terrible. They lost 28-6, to but that was a close game for most of it. They just, at the end, let the corpse of Jimmy Graham take over. Oh, no. I, I just feel like this is a spot for Carolina, and who the hell can trust Desmond Ritter on the road? The dude plays solid football at home. When he goes on the road, the guy becomes a pumpkin. So I'll take Carolina to win this one. I wish it was three and a half. It, I would have done it. Yeah, uh, this game sucks. I really hope Red Zone doesn't show this. I'm going to take the Falcons. I think you're fucking ridiculous for taking the Panthers. Uh, I will take the Falcons as well. I don't I don't really hate the pick, to be fair. Uh, I respect it. But yeah, it's going to be Falcons. Um I I really have sympathy for Panthers fans because they suck oh, and they don't God. get to like benefit from it because they wanted to trade up for not the best quarterback in the draft. Um, that is a bummer. So sorry to the Panthers fans. Uh, it 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 probably isn't that far away from being a Royals fan. So you Panthers know, fans suck for the Panthers. Panthers fans, they... go ahead. No, sorry. What were you gonna say? I was going to say, Panthers fans, it looks horrible right now, but we just saw in the last year, Houston went from a three-win team to look at where they're at now. We saw the Colts go from absolutely dreadful. Yeah, but they don't have a draft pick. Um, I, I understand that, but the Colts draft pick, Anthony Richardson's barely played. It's the coaching. If you can get a Shane Steichen or a D'Amico Ryans in that building, things will turn. I know you don't have the first-round pick. I get it. I don't know if you would even take a quarterback if you did have the first-round pick, to be completely honest. I think it might be a little premature to give up on Bryce Young. Just draft well in the second, draft well throughout, get the right coach in the building. The NFL, what's great about it is you can go from being horrible to competent really quick. And I'm just saying, as bad as it looks right now, if they hire the right coach, I do think that Carolina team a year from today, we could be talking about like a a Tampa Bay-ish team, 6-7. and seven. The only thing that sucks, though, when you look at the Panthers is their draft capital. Yeah, I mean, that sucks. I mean, but if they... Let's let's pretend they had that pick, right? Let's say they had the first pick. Do you think they'd go QB? Marvin Harrison. I was going to say, I don't, no, think they'd go, I don't think they'd go QB. So They would trade back. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like... you. It they does, don't have it a does first-round suck. pick this year. Don't get me wrong. It does suck that they don't have that first-round pick. But at least, again, nobody knows this, but at least in their eyes, they already have their franchise quarterback. Whereas if they didn't have Bryce Young and they didn't have this pick, oh, God, that would be a whole nother thing if they missed out on this quarterback class and didn't have Bryce Young. Yep. All right, next yep. game. Bears at Browns. Browns are three-point <laughs> favorites. I shit you not. When this was three and a half, Bears were going to be my lock of the week. I shit you not, they were going to be. It goes down to three. I don't like it as much. I do, though, however, I really like Chicago in this game. I just really do. I've liked what I've seen out of them the last few weeks. Ever since getting Montez Sweat, that defense, and particularly the run defense, has been so, so good. It has improved unbelievably since the beginning of the season. Um, and what does Cleveland like to do? Run the football. And what are they going to do if they can't run the football? You're going to start to see the bad side of Joe Flacco. I'll, I'll actually take the Bears here. I, I wish we could have got the three and a half. If this was Tuesday, I would have done it. Uh, yeah, no, give me the Browns. I think Joe Flacco is actually playing really good football right now. 
And but this Bears scene, dude, Justin Fields. I mean, this okay. isn't about Justin Fields to me. This is about that defense has turned a corner. Okay. Okay. But Justin Fields. I am gonna I am gonna throw some chaos in here. Yes, right? here we go. Stoke fire to the flame. I think Justin Fields is not bad. Not bad. Boom, I, bitch. I actually like I dude, I know. And and here, I want it to be said. I have not been beating down Josh over Justin Fields like Jackson has been, but I, I've given him I've I've partaken in the fun a little bit, so I will I'll take any 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 lumps I can get here. Um but I'm I'm jumping hey, on the jumping aboard. on Justin Fields. The yes, more sir. the merrier. I don't I don't think he's in as much danger of being. I mean, look, if you ask me right now, do I think that the Bears would take a take Justin or take a Justin Fields replacement with the first overall pick if they do get it? Um, I I don't think they would. I think they'd stick with him. I, honestly, man, I maybe it's because he's fun to watch too. I'm a big fan of the athletic quarterback, um, which you know might might be the question of why I hate Tom Brady so much, um, but or the answer to why I hate Tom Brady so much. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm riding with the bears here, man. I know y'all picked the Browns. Josh went away from his, uh, recipe, but I like the bears. I picked the bears. Cause I've okay. realized anytime I pick against the bears, they do good. But now that I said that they're probably going to lose. Yeah, I well, think double, double reverse psychology. I think these next four games are ultimately what determines what they do at one. If fields in these next four games can play up to, Let's just say what he did last week against Detroit, because you know it's easy to have a short memory in this league. The dude he had, does that. The dude had the a fucking horrible game against Minnesota, but Josh Dobbs threw four picks. You know, but if he has a good four-game stretch here, which he plays, the Browns' defense is tough, but after that, it's the Cardinals, Falcons, and Packers. He's got a shot to stats, you know, to pad some of these stats and put together a good resume. Then I, I do think they probably would stick with him, but. As it sits right now, I think I'd be on the other spectrum of it than you guys. I I would probably go ahead and take Caleb at one, but he's got not he's got an opportunity to audition for if it's not the Bears' job for another job in this league. I'm telling you, I think when you're looking at the Bears and if they end up with the number one pick, which is looking like it, they're going to trade back to number two or number three and then draft Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that makes the most sense if I'm a Bears fan. You have DJ Moore, Harrison Jr., and you mentioned how this defense is really starting to look really good. All the Bears are missing is another offensive piece. I think their running back game is fine, especially when you have a quarterback like Justin Fields. You don't need you don't need to rely as much on the uh, backfield. And I think the Bears honestly trade back, get more draft capital, see how next year goes. If hopefully they get Marvin Harrison Jr. And I think the Bears are a really good team that we need to look out. But I will say this. I kind of view the Bears as the Royals of September. It seems like the Bears always get good at the end of last year and give everyone hope that they're going to be good. And then they just disappoint at the beginning of the next season. Yeah, I think and that's good. I think that's a very fair analogy. And I think we're starting to get in that stage where we're like, okay, are the Bears good? And we're like, dang, they missed out the playoffs by two games. They're, they'll be really good next year, but they might come out and be dog shit. And we'll all be like, how do we not see this? Well, I see Because what? I mean, in the I, preseason, then we wasn't the Bears. Uh, then they had the second best odds. To do what? Win the NFC uh, North? No. They, they they and Green Bay had the same odds. It was Detroit, then Minnesota, and then Green Bay and uh, Chicago had the same odds. 
Uh, yeah, the, I, I just knew it wasn't dead last. I knew it well, wasn't they were fourth. tied for third slash yes, fourth. But yes. yeah, I mean, I think if the Bears are honest with themselves, and I think it would be a catastrophic mistake if they did not fire Eberflus this offseason and hire an offensive mind. I just think. What if they be- go nine and eight? Let's say they went out, Jackson. You can't fire him because they gave him two years, and at in the year two, you are starting to see him turn the the organization around. Like we all knew. We all know with Jonathan Gannon that they were going to be dog shit this year, and we can see that they're turning it around. I think you still got to give him some time. I think if the Bears suck at the beginning of next year, he will probably be one of the more uh, favorable coaches to be fired midseason. I will say. I mean, the thing about it is. Whatever decision they make with Williams slash Fields determines their next decade of football. If they make the wrong decision – Everybody there gets fired. Ryan Poles gets fired. Eberflus, everybody to the bottom of the janitor staff gets fired. There is so much pressure yep. on this organization right now. If they get that first that, pick, that's exactly to make the right decision. If they pass on Caleb Williams and he goes on to be what his projection is, and Fields just never quite becomes what people think he's going to become, everybody in that building is gone, and they know it. Everyone in that building knows it. And if they decide to take yeah, Caleb and Williams and Justin Fields goes somewhere else and excels and Caleb Williams doesn't live up to it, the same reality. So they know there is so much pressure on that organization right now, arguably more than they've ever had. Like arguably the this is the most pressure that organization has had in our lifetime. Yep. All right. Yep. No, Let's I'm move on from the Bears. Exactly. We, we spent too much time on the Bears. We always do. Classic Bears talk. Good news is we're in the afternoon slate now. 49ers at Cardinals. Niners are 12-point favorites. Thank you for covering last week, San Francisco, but I'm off of you this week. Obviously, I'll take you to win. Uh, But, you know, division road games, 12-point favorite. You'll never catch me taking that. Give me the Niners. Uh, Give me the Niners, but I do want to say I might be putting the kiss of death here. I don't know why. Uh, Jackson, you earlier mentioned that uh, like Shane Steichen and D'Amico Ryans as coaches that can help turn a team around. Man, I'm not gonna lie, I like this Jonathan Gannon dude. He's I can't, good, I can't deny dude. It. Yeah, I, 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 I think I've used this analogy like five times, but I always say that this year's Cardinals team looks like a like damn good college team playing Alabama every week. Like it just like the the squad is not up to par. But man, they know what they're doing out there. They're not, they're not, they're they're a good unit. Um, and I think that they're totally capable of taking the step up if they make some good moves this offseason. Um, having said that, I'm taking the Niners, of course. Talk about an organization with a big decision this offseason, Arizona, what they do. Yes. I, as of right now, yeah. I'd probably say they stick with Kyler. But boy, they have to. if they are at number I mean, you, you have to because you can't dump him anywhere. I don't think anyone They're two would and one him. when Kyler plays. The like, decision could be made easier. They, if they beat, I think there's a shot they beat the Bears, and I think there's a shot they beat the Seahawks at the end of the season at home. So if you, let's say theoretically you finished five and twelve, that probably gets you the fifth pick. I think at that point the decision is you stick with Kyler. The only if you finish three and fourteen, and you have the third pick, a decision there's a very big, or maybe even the second, there's a very large decision to make. Moving on. The the issue is is that it like quarterbacks are so hard to just have like a fine one. Like that's still relatively rare. Um and I think that's kind of what Kyler Murray is, yeah. which is a fine quarterback. 
that you that honestly like you can't win a Super Bowl with. I don't think it's possible. He is making too much money. Um, so like in that in that respect, I I personally like outside of the whole my ass is on the line thing because remember if you trade Kyler and fuck it up like yeah you're you're done you're ruined you're um, ruined yeah but 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 I'm just saying I really think the situation they put themselves in I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with that situation now is that exactly what you want because I think you can be a damn good playoff team a consistent divisional round uh, face maybe you make a conference championship um, but I don't think it's really the situation that you want. So it's it's a big choice, man. It is, but I, I they're gonna have to get higher up, right? I would you do it for Drake May? Because I would. I think I would. I think I wouldn't. For okay. For I who? mean, it, Drake May. I I think yeah, it like entirely. You, you Kyler, I think it no, entirely get, would no. depend on the way that organization views themselves. If they think twenty twenty four is a year that they want to be a playoff team, perhaps. I think you have to go with Kyler. But if you view it as, yes. hey, we have a ways to go, you know, it, there's no sense. And our quarterback's in, making no $50 sense. million. Dollars. Exactly. There's no sense in keeping a guy on this roster that's making this much. We could get five, basically, free years of Drake May. Yes. If that's their outlook, yes. But, oh, God, it's tough. It's a really hard decision. It is. I can't wait for draft season this year. It's going. There's so many decisions to make for these teams. Let's move and on. That's the thing. I think the the biggest. I'm sorry, just real quick. I think yeah. the biggest thing is the dumping of the money. Like I think that's been evidenced more than ever this year. Like we've seen the drop off in the Bills a little bit, um, and then we've seen the Texans be able to make a lot happen because their quarterback's making like four million dollars, whatever a rookie quarterback makes. I can't even remember. Um, yeah, we'll have to see, man. Commanders at Rams. Rams are six and a half point favorites. I don't really have a strong opinion on this one. I just think the Rams are going to win. Um, this defense for the commanders ever since trading sweat and young has predictably gone downhill and I don't see how they stop the Rams. Yeah, boys, we're going to hit our, uh, over the Rams get it done this week. That's right. We should all put like 30 bucks on it. That's the well, most we need to do- free fucking over ever. Like we even said, we need to do the next semester next or year, next year. Next year we're doing one. We're going to find a number we all like and just pull it in. Cause we were. This yep. isn't hindsight. In August, we were saying how fucking free this number was. What was it? I can't even remember six what it was. And a half, six right? and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. No, Josh, it was six. Oh, dude, yeah. I wonder. I wonder. That's what we need to look at. Is our over under prediction? Yes. Those are the interesting yes. Ones. yes, that will be interesting. I'll go back and listen yeah. to that podcast sometime in the next week. By next week, I'll have it. That that. I would love that. Uh, but Josh, it's Josh, your pick. Yeah, go ahead and pick. Uh, but, no, I said it's going to hit. Like I, I kind of hinted that the okay, Rams Okay, so he's picking Rams. Win. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I got the Rams too. We don't need to talk about the Rams too much because they're, they're fine, but the commanders suck. Possibly the game of the week. Cowboys at Bills. Bills are two-point favorites. Bill's lock of the week for me, buddy. Let's I, get it dude, going. Dude, I wrote I was about to write this down 20 minutes ago. I know how you work. <laughs> Look, man. I literally was like, I was like, I was like nah, there's no way. But the yeah, that was good. spot. I love this spot for Buffalo. Dallas coming off of a huge win against the Eagles, possibly their biggest game of the season. They're entering a gauntlet right now. You talk about at Buffalo, at Miami, and then Detroit. Oof. Tough three game stretch. Buffalo season yet again on the line. And let me tell you, 
I saw today, the Bills are plus 340 to win the AFC East. I don't hate it. If they get out of this game with a win, their next two are the Easton Stick Chargers and the Bailey Zappi uh, Patriots at home. And the last game of the season, the Miami Dolphins. Miami has to play Dallas and Baltimore still. Like, I genuinely think there is a... If they win this one, I really like the Bills' odds to win the AFC East. Uh, and so, obviously, I love them to win this game. Uh, they're better than their record. Like, they just are. They find ways to lose. Don't get me wrong. Sean McDermott, I still don't think very highly of. Like, in that game we played against them last week, whenever we committed the illegal contact on 3rd and 10, right before the 2-minute warning... And for some reason, they didn't just run the ball to go to the two-minute warning. They threw three incomplete passes. Or it might have been two and then a like a five-yard pickup. Unbelievable. It, that's the type of shit that loses them games. But I love them in this spot, man. And yeah, Josh, you know me. That Under a field goal at home, I really like Buffalo. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think this is... It always seems like whenever we always think so high, the Cardinals, and they come in and play a team that people think they should beat, Cowboys. and then they get blown out by them. And I kind of view this realization moment that this is going to be in the playoffs. Win a game, then get bounced by the Niners or Eagles. But with that being said, I'm going to go Bills. I think they get it done. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills here too. I... Really liked Jackson's pick there. It was one of them that I thought about. Um, so, look, we, we we thought alike everybody this week. I I definitely like them here. I'm I'm always a Cowboys fraud watch, and I just get so uncomfortable with the fact that like believing in the Cowboys means you have to believe in Mike McCarthy. Like that just I hate it. I hate everything about that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take the, the Buffaloes, the Buffalo Bills, but not the Buffaloes. <laughs> I do think, and I, I genuinely do believe this, though, that I think this Dallas team is different than years past, wherein, as I used to think of them as just, like, absolutely fraudulent. I'm not guaranteeing they do anything in January, because they typically don't, but I do think there's a different element to this Cowboys team. I've never seen Dak Prescott play at this level. He, I mean, he's the MVP right now. I don't know how you even argue it. He is the best, he's playing... His numbers, the position his team's in, he's the most valuable player this year. Yeah, I I can see that. Uh, it really just feels weird giving it to him because it does. He feels oh, like I a hate game it. Manager. It makes me want to throw up it in really my mouth. Does. But you have to. Like, it, but, I I would rather him than Purdy get this award. I I could not. Yeah, stand. I'm completely anti. I could yeah, not stand if sure. Brock Purdy got this award. Dak, on the, the other fact, hand, the proof for the proof for Brock Purdy not being the most valuable player is that the Niners went from like. Literally being the clear best team in the NFL to being people being like, wow, they're bad. To yeah. them being the best team in the NFL again. And it, Brock Purdy was there the entire time. Like, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's uh, it was other people getting hurt. That I think McCaffrey's more valuable. I really think if you ask Kyle Shanahan, if a, if a dude pulled Kyle Shanahan aside and said, you either lose Brock Purdy or can't Christian McCaffrey, he's keeping Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or like Trent I, I Williams. Don't think so. They're 0-3 in games yeah. Trent Williams doesn't mm -hmm. play. They're 10-0 and 0 in games yep. he does play. Yep. Yep. It's it not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Yep. No, indeed. And also, one thing I wanted to say about the Cowboys is uh, it, I don't want to, like, micromanage um, front office decisions, but it is kind of annoying to see other teams with veteran receivers on cheap contracts oh, producing. Um, 
That 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 would yeah. be really nice. Right I tweeted. About now. I tweeted um, what they gave up for Brandon yeah, Cooks. No, it was a good point. It I would have given point. up in a heartbeat. All right, yep. Sunday night yep. football. Yep. Ravens at Jaguars. Ravens are three and a half point road favorites. Man, I don't know how you trust Jacksonville um, right now with Trevor Lawrence's health. Uh, this is a spot that I could see them pull this one out. Like it's a big home game for them. It's a big moment for them. But with the way Trevor Lawrence is. He might, he'll probably play, right? But he's on that Aaron Rodgers happy pill shit. Like, he is really not himself. He's not going to be able to use his legs, which is a underrated aspect of Lawrence's game. I'll take the Ravens here to win. I just don't see a way with him banged up how they are going to beat Baltimore in that defense that they have. Yeah, I think the Ravens get this done, the job done. I think the Jags just haven't been the same team since Trevor's injury, obviously. With that being said, give me the Ravens. I, if it was two and a half, I easily like it. Three and a half, I still like it. Um, yeah, I like the Ravens here. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, and I actually like Jaguars plus three and a half. I really like any team as a dog against the Ravens, uh, just because they usually keep it close. They they let teams kind of fade around. Um, and yeah, I I I like them. Um, I think that. The Jaguars are good. Um, I think they're more of a threat than I initially viewed them as. But the Trevor Lawrence situation, I think, probably kills their season. Because I don't know to what extent you can, like, keep playing with this injury and, like, heal. You know? Like, I don't I mean, know how we much saw that Mahomes actually happened. For two weeks. I mean, but like, did he I mean, heal? Because it seemed like he seemed the same both the weeks, you know? like uh, He, he, he played the rest worse. of the Jags game. Then he played next week against the Bengals. Then he got re-aggravated. Then he played the Super Bowl re-aggravated. Like, exactly. It's going to keep getting re-aggravated. Trevor yeah. Lawrence yeah. isn't going to be the same quarterback the rest of the year. And yeah. that's something yes, you can exactly. do. Exactly. Where Mahomes had two games after that injury to finish. Two games is, I guess, is doable, right? Especially when one... And, you, a, and a bye week. Yeah, you get a two-week break for that game. And it's in a dome in good conditions. Like, this is... He's going to have to play because they're not going to get the bye week. He's going to have to play... The next four weeks, and then if they were to go to the Super Bowl, I mean, he would have to play eight games on this damn thing. He would have to play eight full games on this ankle. Like that just seems you're, yeah. you're asking a lot. I would like to point out though that those Super Bowl conditions were not good. Uh, well, no, the field I wasn't. Don't think... That's true. Yes, yeah. I mean, like you would think in a dome, right? Everything would be smooth sailing, but nope, nope. That is a weird Super Bowl. Like that whole thing is. <laughs> by the fact that no one could stick a cleat into the ground. Yeah, but for real. Hey, here we are. All right, Monday Night Football. We finally made it. Eagles at Seahawks. Uh, Eagles are three and a half point favorites. This is to me. This is Philly's season. Just because if they, if the Eagles went out, they win the East. All they have to do is win out, and this is their last challenging game. Really, their last three games after this are Giants at home, Cardinals at home, at Giants. I don't see them falling in those games. So if they can win this one, they win the division. I think they know that. I'll take Philadelphia. I can't see them losing three straight. Uh, I agree. I think the Eagles easily get past the Seahawks here. Um, I like the Seahawks. Ooh. Um, I I think they're going to be all right here. They kept it really close with the Cowboys, and if Geno Smith comes back, they also kept it weirdly close to the Niners with Drew Locke. Um, which I, I found pretty impressive. I have had the Eagles on fraud watch ever since that Chiefs game, honestly. I, I did not really like what I saw from the Eagles. I, I really think, like, the Chiefs, 
on another day, like had that game put away early. Um, but they fucked up so many goddamn times. <laughs> um, so I'm, I just don't really believe in them. Um, I picked the Cowboys last week, uh, and I was pretty happy with that pick because it, it really wasn't close. Um, I, I think that they're not quite up to par. I really think that, um, we talk about a lot this year, like there's, there's a two tiers in the NFC or whatever. And now, uh, I would say the Eagles, Cowboys and Niners, they're all on three distinctly different tiers. Um, and I think the Eagles are down there with the Lions. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the situation I'm in. And the Seahawks don't lag far behind that. So I like them to get a win because they're on like a losing streak against good teams here. So I think it's a good time for them to get it back together. I ask you this. If you are if you were San Francisco, who would you want to see less in the playoffs, Philly or Dallas? Who would you who would you rather play? Who would I want to see less? Who would you I rather mean, play? Honestly, man. I think okay, I, if, if I think going, if I'm San Francisco, I'm... I'd rather see Philadelphia. Yes, yes. Which uh-huh. is crazy. Now, the only, uh, yeah, the only thing I would say against that is the fact that San Francisco's pocketed Dallas a few times. Um, even though Dallas has sort of kept it close, um, they they have taken care of them. But I agree. I mean, I also think they want the Eagles, not because it's easier, but because I'm, I'm pretty sure they know that if the they didn't have an absolute quarterback crisis, uh, they probably could have won that game. Uh, so, yeah, I like them. All I'd right. Them. What I- that is the week. That is, and we're back to, I mean, we took longer than normal, but we are back to full weeks, 16-game slates. So you got to obviously factor that in. Um, before we go, we have to hit on it just because it's, like for the first time in podcast history, something's happening in free agency. The Royals are spending a little bit of money. Yes. Seth Lugo. I thought you were, were going to bring up Shohei Otani. Oh, no. Fuck Otani. Three years, $45 million for Seth Lugo. Uh, third year is a player option. They signed, uh, what the hell's his name? What's that reliever's name they signed? Chris Stratton. Will Smith. Well, Will Smith and Chris and Will Stratton. Smith. We're guaranteed um, a World yep. Series ring. That's true. He's won a World yep. Series last three he- years. My wife's name. <laughs> Let's go. No, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm most pretty pre- uh, pleased to see this, and I'm not really gonna hail the credit onto John Sherman because as he's doing this, he's pulling other bullshit. But I will give him this, which is that one of my bigger criticisms of this whole stadium thing is that he's asking for our money while he's not spending his. Um, and maybe maybe this is a little bit more in that direction. Not that I think it justifies us getting a stadium that is completely not necessary. Um, but look, I, I think these are the moves in the right direction, right? Because it's been so long without just like a couple of pitchers that, like you can trust. Um, oh, so yeah. hopefully that type of thing is coming back here. Um, and if we can, uh, I think it's not impossible. I, I'm going to say it. it's not, it's not impossible. The Royals are okay this year. I think they could be. I I'm think there's more moves it. coming too. If they uh, get dude, Stroman, the about it is, then uh, it I, is on. Then talks I, need to be talks can be have. I will be all in. That's the thing. You get a you get a pitcher like that, and I I think that there's enough in the lineup to get you there, man. I mean, Bobby Witt Jr. was like straight up All Star caliber player mm-hmm. the, once he got his shit together last year. Vinny Pasquantino will be back. That obviously helps. Um, and then you got some other guys that kind of stepped up too. Garcia. So, I mean, I'm yes, Garcia for sure. Uh, you know, I've seen him in trade talks, but honestly, I, I didn't mind what I saw from Freddie for me either. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We'll have to see, man. I, I'm I'm a little interested. I can't believe I drank any of this Kool Aid. Um, I'll tell you the Kool Aid I'm not drinking is fucking MJ Melendez. I can't stand him. I don't really understand what's going on there. Like why he even? I don't understand how he's on a big league roster. But they uh, some developing news for uh, Missouri. Okay. Just some speculation. I think we're about to get another running back transfer. Mm. Curtis Sleeper, the running back coach, just tweeted out a. Uh, uh, hourglass emoji and then, then at Elijah Drinkwitz and it, then put a gif of a guy looking at the time. I think we're about to have another commitment coming here soon, boys. Interesting. Oh, Millie. that It's been a good week for Mizzou sports recruiting. Um, yes. Getting a five-star for 2025 basketball? Man, it's looking pretty good, man. Looking hey, pretty good. Things are things are happening. Jackson tweeted out hey. a really good tweet though, saying how our AD uh, has really turned this program around since uh, what's his face left Stirk. Yes, you do have to give DRF credit, and she made a damn good hire. I have to say that on man. both I, sides. I think well, she didn't hire well, Drinkwitz, but yeah, yeah, that's true. No, she yeah, did. No. No, you're no. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But the thing about it is, apparently Stirk, like, the rumors I've heard is that Stirk wanted, like, a bunch of other different people, and the donors were like, what the fuck? I Uh, saw that. It might have been Gary Pinkle that stepped in and was like, yo, no, 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 we're not doing this, like, we're gonna figure this out, um, and I'm, look, Eli Drinkwitz is a fucking weirdo, and I'm not necessarily, like, his biggest personal fan, but... Hey, the results speak for itself, so I have to give him credit, man. Got to give him credit. Dennis Gates, on the other hand, man, I would fucking do a lot of things for that man. He is all, I, I'm a big fan. Big fucking fan. Yeah, he's insane. And <laughs> no one's going to deny that. You got to, I'm going to say this craziness too, all right? The Mizzou Tigers can win against KU at Mizzou Arena next year. I'd agree. I really think it's possible. You know what? They keep enough of the squad this, together. It's a little off topic, but you know what made me so pissed? Because I didn't even, I didn't even. When I said this, I didn't even think about it. That I told you guys the day we lost to Georgia, I go, I think we could beat them in Columbia next year. I didn't realize we weren't going to play them this year. Yeah, yeah no, am, we yeah, go into one, we go into one division or one. Oh, league. upset about that. I wanted them in Columbia next year. Like. Yep. Don't and get me wrong. We getting, really only have one home game worth of shit. Getting Georgia off the schedule is, de- you know, good fine with me, right? Like, you know, that's that, that's yeah, a tough ass game. We're just going to Bama, so but like, yeah. but you know, God, I really wanted to get that game. Like, I I couldn't. I when I saw the schedule, I was like, oh shit, I forgot. Like, the SEC's not the same anymore. Like, we're not playing Florida. Like, it's it's a different conference now. So yeah, that that I don't know. You know, you just bringing that up with you think they can beat KU next year? I was like. Damn, I the Georgia thing. I really wanted another crack at Georgia next year in Columbia. Hey, we get Oklahoma to come to Mizzou, and I think we crush them. That'll be fun. That'll be a really big game. And we speaking of Mizzou football, they got two huge scheduling breaks. They get a bye before in between Bama and Oklahoma, and they get a bye before they go to Texas A and M. So I mean, that is you you, you yeah. the, the hardest part of your schedule. No, you get a bye. No, 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 no. What? It's, we get a buy after we go to Texas a and Oh, okay. Well, still, I still Yeah, we get a buy before we play. We go on the road to the University of Massachusetts. You have four damn bye weeks, let's be honest, to start the season. Like, right, you're playing 
Dude, I'm telling you, A&M also is in a very, very... They're going to be in a rebuilding process. Like, A&M's not going to be good. But you can't go in there. It's it's, it's uh, Allen Field. It's, like, it's a tough that's going to be an insane... Yeah, it's, it's a, a tough place. place to play. I think... Yeah, I mean, I look at that, that schedule. When the we go only Bama. game on that schedule where I'm like, I would be genuinely surprised if they won was at Alabama. Everybody Agreed. else, I could see it. I could, there's no, there's no reason they couldn't that's beat scary. anybody else on the. What's that? That's I'm like that's scary. Do you literally this time last year, guys? Some people were trying to call for Drinkwitz to be fired. I was All calling for Drinkwitz to be fired I, week two of this year. I, I called for Drinkwitz to be fired after last season. And I never leave a coach's. I never leave a coach behind. Yeah, I always still yet to call for him as new football coach's head. So now he's one and one. I'm one and one, and I'll take it. Barry Odom was a big fucking miss, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. You can just we can just conveniently ignore that that ever happened. <laughs> hey, God, I will say good for him though. He I can't got, believe he had a good year at UNLV. I, I have no terrible blood I think, with. I think Barry. that's more his level. I think that's. More I don't have any bad blood level. with Barry. I can't Odom. believe, dude. Can you guys just think, like, we've been doing the podcast since Barry Odom was a head coach. God damn, we've been doing this thing a long time. We're old. We're yep. old. And it's still just four 10-year-olds <laughs> listening in. And, yeah. And my we're, brother. We're getting we're getting old, guys. We're getting old. We're going to be doing the podcast and, like, we're like, man, we were doing the podcast, like, back when, the, when COVID happened. And we're going to be like, man, it, that, it, it, that we're going to all be forever 50. ago. We're going to all be 50 and we're going to still be using Discord bitching about how we don't know how to work the other fucking new shit that they've got. <laughs> like, Discord's not even going to be a thing anymore. Yeah. We're still we're going to pay a premium just so we can use it because we don't want to learn how to use the new technology. We're going to be like, yeah. I'm not using it. <laughs> one, thing, one thing that will never, ever, ever go away is the video on YouTube of my reaction to A.J. Dillon getting drafted by the Packers. Still a fucking classic. That is... When you guys knew the pick during COVID before me, oh my god. I, I just knew by John's laugh that I was in for an absolute... I literally remember texting John being like, oh my god, I think he might off himself. <laughs> no, Josh was like, look at who they picked. And I just opened the thing up and I'm just like, no fucking way. They went running back. Like, you were... you were In, in fairness to you, or to them, sorry, you were like listing off the wide receivers that were available like before that pick. And I remember watching that back, and like all of them, like are fucking shit. That's like, true. There's no hey, You want like, Denzel Mims? Hey, Denzel oh, Mims. Like, oh, like, I don't shit. even know who we placed for. Tides have turned. Tides have turned. Ewan <laughs> Lacy, class of 2024. Don't know if he is if he's related to Eddie Lacy, four-star running back. Has had two predictions within the last 20 minutes come in for him for the Missouri Tigers, including the director of football recruiting on 24-7. Looks like freshman. we flipped... Yeah, freshman. It looks like we flipped someone from Lane Kiffin to Missouri. Telling you, Cody Schrader did a lot for this uh, team. We're going to start getting better and better running backs. Damn. That is interesting to say the 17th, least. 17th best uh, running back recruit in the nation. Someone said, I saw someone tweet on Twitter that we just get yeah. reverse wingoed, and I, I didn't know what it meant, yes. but I'm guessing that's what they're talking about. Interesting. Yes. Okay, so yeah, obviously we're we're going to be on too high of like a cloud nine for this offseason, and it's hopefully not going to kill us next fall, but I am going to be on a super high on this program until... Oh, if we win, I, John said, and I will be yeah. at the Cotton Bowl. If we win, oh, I can't wait. I just can't wait. Like... I don't know what happens if we win. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. 
clearly, as Josh kind of teased there, we have a lot coming up. The Mizzou Cotton Bowl, the playoffs for the NFL are heating up. Uh, hopefully Royals, Marcus Stroman's a Royal. Hopefully Marcus Stroman is a Royal by the next time we're on this podcast. Oh, yeah. would, I, would, I would love that. I would fucking love that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Appreciate everybody for listening. We'll see you hey, next week. Let, let me tell you, man. Okay. You know, you know, we're getting a little spoiled when I'm when I'm actually on the Royals. Isn't that <laughs> fucked? <laughs> we'll see you next week.